Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Oral Health Podcast, where we are bringing you bite-sized discussions with different people about all things oral health. Now today we are carrying on with our interview with series, and we're talking to Lauren, who is a award-winning dental therapist, and she is going to talk to us about what her role entails, why she decided to become a dental therapist, and the best thing about her job today. We had a brilliant conversation, and I really hope that you enjoy. Good morning, Lauren, and thank you for joining me. So you're a dental therapist, so I think generally that is yeah. one of the lesser known roles in dentistry. People generally know what the dentist is, of course, yeah. the dental nurses, hygienists, but people don't necessarily know what a dental therapist is or, or does. Can you just explain that for us? So um, dental therapists are probably one of the lesser known members of the dental team they're not in every practice um but essentially what we do i sometimes describe it as like the advanced nurse practitioners in but of the dental world so we're not a dentist but we do more than your nurse or your hygienist so as well as doing all of the things that a hygienist can do so that's sort of engaging with patients motivating examination all the sort of things around gum health support and treatment we also undertake fillings for adults and children we undertake a lot of kids dentistry so I do take out children's teeth if needed fillings for children we do some sort of like crowns for children um we also I'm trying to think what else we do that's different yeah, so we've got that added little bit of treatment that is sort of would fall under like the category of restorative dentistry capabilities. Um, but a lot of what we do, well, what I do personally in my role is engaging with patients, motivating patients. I take a big role in sort of the assessment and um, gathering information about patients and preparing them for, for treatment really with if they're having quite complex treatment with dentists. We are also able to provide treatment under sedation with extra training. So I personally do inhalation sedation for adults and children to help them manage their anxiety with treatment. Um, we can provide whitening with extra training as well. Um, and a lot of our role, and I think of dentistry as well, we, the public and even sort of medical professionals think of, you go to the dentist and you get work done. But actually a lot of our role the same with a lot of medicine now is on prevention, motivating patients, engaging with patients, finding out what makes them tick. And 
for me, my main goal is trying to improve patients' overall oral health and um, their ability to come to the dentist really and cope with that treatment. Wow, so really you do an awful lot. Um, that's really interesting. So yeah. what does an average day look like for you then in your practice? Do you have an average day? So I don't actually work in a high street practice myself. I work um, in hospital services. So one day a week I work with head and neck cancer patients. Um, and I also work with referrals for patients who have quite severe gum disease who have maybe not responded well in practice. So that's one job. And a typical day for that is sort of a mixture of so treatment. So providing gum treatment under local anaesthetic. Um, motiv motivation is a huge part of, of, of gum health and, and getting good outcomes. So I do a lot of motivational work, a lot of taking charts, checking people's oral health. And some days, a lot of my appointments can be more like a therapy session for some of our head and neck cancer patients. They've just come out of a very turbulent time. It's about listening to them, what problems they're having and seeing if we can find ways to support that. I also might have a few fillings thrown in there um, as well to sort of stabilize people's dental health after they've had a lot of treatment. Um, and yeah, it's letter writing is another part of it and communicating with other professionals and also create, creating and giving documents to patients to help them remember what's been done. So that's how I start my week on a Monday. <laughs> and then the rest of the week, I work in community dental services. So that's services for patients who can't access mainstream dentistry because they have either a complex health need, mental health problems, uh, learning disabilities, severe anxieties and phobias. And my specific trust we're consultant led, so we serve adults and children. Um, and that day is really can be very random. So it could be a day of treatment. So I might see children in the morning doing some sedation, doing some fillings, taking some teeth out. I might also have some hygienist type appointments thrown in there. Um, appointments where people who are reliant on others for their oral hygiene are coming in and I'm teaching carers how to support their needs often with very challenging patients, so creating oral health care plans that they can take back to their establishments. Um, and then other days in that role, I might have some an afternoon blocked off where I'm working on a particular project for our service. So I feel very passionately about oral health and improving that, especially for our special care patients. So I've worked to devise a care plan, an oral health care plan that can go back to care homes and be reviewed and be followed. Um, we also have sessions where we might be having meetings and I might be presenting on a project I've done. So it's, I really value my, my jobs being very mixed. So I'm not, not that I think there's anything wrong with working in a practice and doing that treatment all the time. That's just not something that appeals to me personally. I like the mixture of my job so I like the thinking and the doing and the working as a team um with lots of different professionals and lots of different types of patients really so it's a real it's a real mixed bag which keeps it interesting well that's really lovely to hear as well um I'm sure that if you know there is dental professionals or dental 
people listening that they would be really interested in, and pleased to know that there is a lot more in the field out there than just the standard nine to five, Monday to Friday job in a practice. There's a lot more, you know, that you can get involved with that fits your schedule and your work patterns. So yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And like, I come from a dental nursing background prior to that. I was also a mental health nurse. So I come from a background where I'm really interested in communication and motivation and and fear and phobia and how we engage with people. And I've been really lucky to be able to use that to my my best really and, and find and almost like carve out a role for myself using those skills of dental therapy along with my interests. And it's really nice to be valued by your colleagues for that as well. Um, Often, like I said earlier on, we imagine you go to the dentist, you have your treatment. That is what going to the dentist is about. But I really value the bits that are preparing the patient. So working with my pediatric or special care consultants to gather information, to create resources um, that are going to help our patients and inform their treatment plans, really. So maybe I'm just someone who doesn't like to call the shots personally. I like to someone who does the work up but that's the beauty of this profession you can find where you fit and yeah those people I have colleagues who I trained with who have their own businesses and run their own facial aesthetics businesses or do very high-end cosmetic work in in London on on Harley Street but that didn't suit me but the beauty is that there are those options for people. Mm -hmm. So Talk to me then a little bit about the link between mental and dental health. It's something we're going to be covering a little bit later in Smile Month, but you mentioned there that you were a mental health nurse. So what made you want to jump from working in mental health to then transitioning into the dental field? Well, I was actually a dental nurse first, um, and then I really wanted to go to university. It's not particularly inspiring. (laughs) I really wanted to go to university. I'd always been interested in psychology and nursing was a way to go there and do that and I I did enjoy my role I worked in child and adolescent mental health for a long time specifically in eating disorders but I realized quite early on into my career that that wasn't going to be something that I could sustain long term personally so I went back to dentistry I looked at so many jobs I wanted I wanted to work in an office and have nice nails and (laughs) wear nice clothes which is very silly but everyone pigeonholes you when you've worked in healthcare they're like you've worked in healthcare you must do a healthcare job they forget about all the transferable skills you have um but I thought and I thought my best job I'd ever had I'd had a lot of jobs by this point was when I was a dental nurse and I absolutely loved it so I went back into a practice and then I heard about the community dental service and I thought oh my gosh this is like a mixture of my my skills, like I can do both together. So I got a job as a nurse there and it was actually wonderful colleagues there who encouraged me to do my dental therapy training, to take more of a hands-on role and progress in my career. Um, But the qualities and skills I learned through my mental health nursing, and I think through any kind of nursing, dental nursing as well, those people skills are so important and very transferable and, yeah that it's something I really value and I I use every day and and it's really nice when people ask me my opinions on stuff as well. What's been your experience generally with um, 
with mental health and dental health and how those two interact with each other for for lack of a better phrase no no I understand what you're asking it's it's a very broad question as well and there's different aspects to it so like one of the things that first pops into my head is about people's mood so when we're feeling when I work with patients who suffer with depression or chronic illnesses or anxiety where they find themselves in those moments in their mind where they can't really look after themselves the mind will suffer and then they'll feel quite guilty about that afterwards and yeah our our smile our mouth is so important and it's our main source of like our face is our communication source and if our mouth is not appealing to other people people can be very aware of that then you're looking there's the other branch of it where you're looking at things like addictions where the mouth has really suffered maybe people have had alcohol drug addictions which has caused dental disease um you've also got that thing about people suffering with dental problems and that effect on your mental health so if you're constantly in pain from your mouth that is going to affect your decision-making on a day-to-day basis. That's going to affect how you interact with the world. I used to work in an access clinic, so where people are coming in in pain, and some of them would be furious, and you'd be like, this isn't isn't fair, you can't treat us aggressively. And then when you take a step back, you're like, they're in pain and they're scared, and this impacts on that. And if people are living with that every day long-term, this has a huge impact and then there's chronic things with the mouth that are painful so there's sort of conditions like burning mouth syndrome a lot of my patient well majority of my patients who've had radiotherapy have some level of dry mouth which really impacts on their quality of life and there are I'm sure people are aware oral health quality of life measures that they use in research where they ask people about how their oral health impacts their day-to-day lives um, I think if you've got good oral health and you're motivated and you haven't had those problems it probably doesn't factor up on that level but if that's something that's happening every day or even regularly or yeah I I thankfully never had toothache but the people I meet who have that pain of being in your head all the time is really having a huge impact but yeah and I think we also live in a much more image focused society as well so then there's the other side of mental health and oral health which is going down that body dysmorphia how imagery type thing as well so like people are getting these smile makeovers which can on the one hand are amazing and they can make give people that confidence boost I, I love nothing more than when a patient's really struggled with their appearance and then they get their teeth fixed and their mouth fixed and they can smile again. That's so beautiful. And it's really lovely to be part of something that can help people with that. But then the other side of it is that comparison of, well, my teeth don't look that good. I need more whitening. I need more fillers. And it's like finding that that balance in society is going to be quite difficult and making sure people are appropriately trained to spot signs where hang on this patient isn't quite managing well or I'm a bit more worried about their body image that that's going to be a a big challenge I think in 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 cosmetic dentistry and and general dentistry really yeah so there's a lot of arms to it I think yeah social Mm -hmm. media can definitely be a help and a hindrance because yeah they um you see lots of people on things like Instagram with 
oh, so my teeth don't look as bright as they quote-unquote should do. They don't look as bright as this person, so I should take that on and do what I can to fix it. And that can have quite harmful consequences, both for your mental health and your psyche and for for your dental health. And this is a topic that we'll get into a little bit later in the month, but it's great to Mm. hear from your experience what that can be like but um you mentioned as well that you help people with head and neck cancer you help head and neck cancer patients what's that like what has that been like for you yeah I feel like it's a very privileged job um to see patients who have gone through things that are are really have a huge impact on their lives um the yeah I sometimes see my role as more less clinical and more of a listening role in that job um sadly I don't meet them before their journey but I think realistically there's probably a lot going on so the last thing they want is someone telling them about their oral health um but what's really lovely about that job is is seeing those patients who come out and are really not very well understandably they've had surgery that's affected their face some people have treatment which then affects their arm because they use skin grafts as well and the recovery process is very long they've often had radiotherapy which damages the tissues in the mouth while also getting rid of the the cancerous cells Um, and then if they've had chemotherapy as well they've really gone through a, a physical and psychological roller coaster really and sometimes they come to me and they're not at their best and that that's understandable and to see them grow and progress and and get back the little things in their life that that's really lovely place to be in um I really enjoy that part of my job now if you think back over your career is there any patients that jump out at you and that you know that you've made a difference in their life um I know (laughs) there's probably a lot so that's probably quite a difficult question but um yeah, is there anyone that immediately jumps out where you can look back at their journey and know that you had a positive impact and you really made a difference in their life? I worked with a girl who was she was probably about seven or eight and she was very, very anxious. She wouldn't let anyone look in her mouth. She'd had a terrible time. She's also one of these children. And there are lots of them who can't cope with like having wobbly teeth. Like they just can't cope with that sensation. So they stop brushing their teeth. And we worked together over months, um, just meeting quite regularly and doing things in little steps. And gradually we were able to sort of, she would let me brush her teeth. Then she'd let me use my equipment to clean off the plaque that she couldn't manage to clean off. And we'd have a little go of like wobbling the teeth while we were in there to try and get rid of them. And it got towards the, it got towards the pandemic and I couldn't see her anymore. And I was a bit sad because I do like to know what happens at the end. And she came back for an examination with a dentist and she got in the dentist chair and she did her exam and she was fine. And she came back to see me another time and the wobbly teeth had gone and she had the most lovely smile and they were super clean and she was brushing them. And it was like, oh yeah, that, that helped. That really helped. And it's something so simple, but it was just, yeah, I really love in my job working with anxious patients and just seeing them. I don't want them to be able to do like amazing things. Like they're not going to go for surgery and stuff, but I think, 
being empowered and feeling confident to sit in a dental chair and have an exam with somebody and also be able for them to go stop I don't like this can you do it this way that's why I love the most they're the sort of my ones where I feel like I have made a difference and understandably as well because it must be so empowering to that patient to be able to go okay hold on I'm not comfortable with that I'm not happy with that and that must be a really brilliant thing to give them that confidence to Mm. be able to do that yeah I always joke that I am I don't do a lot of dentistry (laughs) I do a much more I oh I don't do complex dentistry I help complex patients that's sort of my niche (laughs) yeah I know where I fit (laughs) (laughs) what then would you say is your favorite thing about being a dental therapist if you had to just pick one thing what would it be It's super cheesy, but it's my patients. Like I love building relationships with patients. I love seeing them through on a journey. I love, yeah, I, I do really love that. Um, and yeah, like helping people to, to feel empowered, basically. I also really, really love grotty mouths. <laughs> I love when people come in and they've really not been able to manage their oral health. They're not brushing their teeth. They don't know what to do. And I love being able to teach them that and see the difference and for them to come back and see the difference like that. That's the other part of it as well. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't work in clean, tidy, nice dentistry. (laughs) It would be boring. Yeah. (laughs) So now do you have any advice for anyone that might be either considering a new career in dentistry or is considering retraining or going into dental therapy if you had any advice what would it be Uh, keep an open mind don't just see things on social media and tv and think that's what the job is um remember that dentistry isn't just doing dentistry doing that physical aspect it's about people and I feel like if you like people then it's a good career for you if you're not so keen on people probably not the right one but um yeah that open-mindedness and knowing that there's more out there and that you can create if you're if you work hard and you yeah you do the extra bits for yourself and you try out lots of different things you could create a, a role that that is works to your skills really and the things that you want to do so yeah don't be pigeonholed maybe that's it don't think you just have to work in a practice nine to five Monday to Friday and churn it out yeah I think I think that's really good advice and yeah it's like we were saying earlier I've definitely had my eye opened I was definitely guilty of just thinking that dentistry is working in a dental practice and doing this and doing that and it's actually so much more than that and I think that's something more people need to be aware of yeah like before the pandemic I used to go out um, on epidemiology studies so me and a nurse we would go out and do the dental health surveys so we were going out to nurseries and checking children's teeth and marking down all that and that will go into bigger research you can be a teacher you can be a lecturer you can get involved with various societies I'm an ambassador with um, the British Society of Dental Hygiene and Therapy and that's giving me an experience of working with yourselves like different stakeholders and getting involved in larger level like 
local and national projects. Yeah, and I, I do think dentistry is a very interesting career. There's all the public health side of it as well. The professionalism side of like engaging with the public. Yeah, it's very easy when you don't work in a profession to think you know what it is. I'm very guilty of it in, in medicine even, which is close to us. I wouldn't know about that. But there is there are lots of opportunities and an opportunity to develop a job. You could do a different thing every day if that was what floated your boat. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, you really could. <laughs> I definitely feel like I've learned a lot from talking to you, Lauren. It's been a fantastic conversation and I know I'm going away from this having a much more uh, deeper appreciation for what a dental therapist actually does so thank you so much for spending some time talking to me it's been brilliant oh i've enjoyed it too thank you <laughs> well there you have it that was lauren who was giving us the ins and outs of what it means to be a dental therapist Thank you, Lauren, for joining us. I had a brilliant time chatting to you. Now, if you want to learn more about National Smile Month on Twitter and Facebook, you can follow us at Smile Month. You can also follow at Oral Health Foundation on Instagram. If you're listening to this as it goes out, then make sure to follow Instagram because we are announcing a brilliant giveaway where you can get your hands on lots of free oral health goodies. You can also visit our website, which is www.smilemonth.org for lots of brilliant advice. And if you want some more personal advice, you can contact our dental helpline. All of their contact information will be in the description of this podcast. Thanks again, Lauren, and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.